Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary moral and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now here's your host, Mike Sherbino. Hey, welcome tonight to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. That's me. I am so glad you're here. And I also got my good buddy, Brian Lone from North End Church. Hey, Brian. Thanks again for having me, Mike. Yeah, so you're going to help me co-host this program. We're Absolutely. in for a ride tonight. We got our special friends from Urban Christian Ministries in Buffalo. You've heard me advertise about their ministry. We've talked about it, and they're here tonight. We got the guy who leads the charge, Will Copeland. Will, say hi to everybody. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, well, I'm good, and I know people are going to be better after listening to you tonight. Amen. And down at the far end, we have... Tell us your name. Arlene. Arlene. And what's one of the special things that you're involved with at Urban Christian Ministries? My babies. Your babies. <laughs> who are your babies? <laughs> My kids from age 6 to 12. Yeah, so you work with children who are dropped off, kids that are foster children, just a whole array of yes. children that you love and take care of. And then the other guy's going to help me announce tonight, I've been promising you this for months, is Ryan. Ryan, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, just try that deep radio voice, okay? Because this guy's going to get it. He's, he's going to be your next radio announcer. So, so cool that you're with us, Ryan. What's thank one you, of the things you. you do at Urban Christian Ministries? Uh, I help out with the youth ministries from time to time, help Will out wherever I can, just try to mentor and help these youth that we have in our community because we know some of them are struggling or all of them are struggling and just be that light, that beacon that they need. Yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to hear your story. And also a good buddy here who ran our summer block club basketball. Your name is? I will be Steph. Hey, Steph. And uh, and how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good today, man. I'm You're doing pre pretty good. So you oversaw some of the summer program that impacted the streets of Buffalo, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. We had a great group of young men, over 60 players that played in Black Club basketball. Wow. So, I mean, Brian, tell us a little bit about how our involvement, yeah. what we saw this summer, and then we're going to hear some of the faith stories of the people here. Yeah, absolutely. From my perspective, uh, Block Club Basketball is an amazing ministry to uh, inner city Buffalo. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of sharing your story for you guys, but you guys minister to uh, youth and kids uh, in the area, even people that just need to hang out. And then you also share a gospel message with them uh, mid-game. Uh, and I know Will. That's something that you're you're pretty passionate about as well. I, would you be able to share a little bit as as to the the backstory as to how that's that's worked this past summer? Well, Black Club basketball was designed to reach kids that were unreachable, and this year we 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 didn't do it for a number of years. This year we started back up again, and it was just phenomenal to be able to have that many guys and the kids to come out and hear a gospel message, play basketball. And the great thing about Black Club basketball, Mike, is that Every day, we ran four days a week, they got to hear the, the message of the love of Christ for them. And you guys had some response with that as well. I remember being out there, and there were a number of kids that actually gave their lives to Christ for the very first time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that was so cool to be a part of that. And uh, today, if we have a, a verse of Scripture that's going to anchor our thoughts to all our listeners out there, <laughs> it's the fact that God's in the restoration business. You know, when I was first married, we had a, our house that we rented, and then we moved into this place, and it had a beautiful carpet. And the carpet was in the living room. But I wasn't allowed to be in the living room because if I put my footprint on the carpet, it made a mark. And my wife would get in and vacuum it and make it all look good. And I never forgot that, you know. I try to blame our little children, but, you know, how can a two-year-old have a size 11 right. on the carpet? Yeah. So, um, you know, as I think about that, God just kind of, when he impacts our lives, it's, it's like the carpet cleaning. The footprints are taken out. There's so much space. Uh, 
you know, things that do harm and that causes yes. harm. God wants to restore us. And I, I want our listeners to know that tonight. Arlene, I want to go to you first of all. Just tell us about some of the children that you are working with there. What motivates you to just reach out and love these kids? Well, when they come in, I see good in them first, no matter what they've been through. Oh, I see I like the little that. You faces. You see good in them first. Yes, yes. Because some of them are terrors. Oh, 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 yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But you know what? I try to look like God Look, He says his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways. So he sees us the way he wants us to be, not the way we are, damaged, broken, and messed up. So I try to see the kids starting out well first while building them to wellness. Wow. And, you know, as I think about that story right here, we got Ryan. And, Ryan, I want you to take a minute and just tell us a bit of your story. Because how old are you now? Tell us all. 23. Okay. So you're not five or six, you know, like, <laughs> no. but you could have said you were damaged goods. You had a lot of painful things. Tell us your story. Well, uh, I started off bouncing around from place to place, went uh, foster care at the age of 10, uh, was in the system for a very long time, was looking for a forever family. Then I met this amazing man, Will Copeland, next to me, and he changed my life, brought me closer to God, met my adoptive mom, who I came to love, and January 15, 2017, I got adopted, and my life just changed from there, and that's how I knew God was moving in my life. Wow. How old were you adopted? 20. It was two months before my 21st birthday. Amazing. What a powerful, powerful story. Uh, Stefan, you got a story as well. Tell us some of the highlights, because you went through a real painful moment uh, when your mom got taken away. Tell us that story. Mm. Uh, I lost my mother at the age of 18 to a man that said he loved her. And I always tell people when I tell my story, love is letting go. If you truly love somebody, you would not hurt them. Uh, when it happened, I just knew in my heart that something wasn't right, and I just broke down the next day. It, it hurt me more to find out that... Uh, it hurt me more to find out that I didn't get to see her before she actually passed. The person I seen her last was uh, a maid. A maid found her at a hotel, and she sat there for four days. Can you can you share a little bit, you know, because if we're talking about uh, brokenness and how God comes in and restores, and I know that eventually we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. I can't imagine that that was a long process, and I, I don't expect you to be able to define it in the next couple minutes. But what was that process looking like? And even how did you find, uh, you know, Jesus coming and restoring uh, that potentially broken uh, relationship, maybe the brokenness in your heart? What did that look like? The crazy thing, I found Jesus because I had to lose something. Wow. I literally had to give something up to get closer to God. And I, when I did that, it, was, it, it took me a minute to understand what it was and what was going on. But since that happened, I mean, I... I the things I have done with God and through God is is crazy. Like I I've been on the radio. I spoke in prisons, so it's, it's like I said, it's, it's a changed life thing. Wow, amazing. it's a really amazing story. So you talk about that restoration, Arlene and Wilt. Uh, Arlene, you start first, but just talk to us about the restoration that happens with children and some of the things that you do. And and I don't want to brag on you, but tell me what motivates you because I've seen you through the summer months who just pouring energy in it's just mm. supernatural as I watch that so talk about the restoration process okay well Mike what motivates me is being that I went through a lot of trauma growing up what uh, kind my of mother trauma, was can I ask well I was uh by two of my babysitters I was molested growing up oh my. 
Um, and that started me down spiraling because when that happens, it changes your whole mindset. Yeah. So you don't begin to know who you are. You can't even figure out what your favorite color is, which is something so simple and so minute. But your mind goes to a different place of fear and, you know, and lack of protection. So how, what would you say to people today listening? Because others have gone through that trauma. And man, when you said that just now, I just kind of, I'm just overwhelmed. I, I don't know what to say. What would you say? How, how do you find the way back? I would say there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And the light is spelled G-O-D. Mm-hmm. It's God. God helped me through everything. At that time, I didn't know then. But I know as I got a little older, wow, he never left me nor forsake me. He kept his word. Um, it was hard to think every day, hard to do the simple things. But he helped me through them. And I, to the children, I say, you too can make it through. If I made it through, you can make it through. So powerful. Well, that's, that's been part of the story of Urban Christian Ministries that's Amen. motivated you. So talk to us about that. Absolutely. What motivates me is I love to... I try my best to hear what God wants and to do it. I don't want to satisfy myself. I don't want to satisfy the folks around me because if I satisfy God first, that's when the job gets done correctly. Uh, and in working with, when I left, when I was in the Caribbean, I got came back. God had me working with gang members. Wow. A lot of broken guys. You know, uh, no hope, just craziness going on in their lives. Uh, and I was never a part of a gang. So when I first heard God say, I need to work with gang members, don't tell God this. I thought he lost his mind. <laughs> okay, don't, tell, don't tell him I said that. But the most important thing was, was I said, okay, God, I don't know anything about it. I don't know where to find them. But the answer was yes. And God began to, that, that's how I messed up on. God began to bring guys my way that were, go, that were going through things. When I first heard Stefan's story, you know, I... The first thing I said was, man, you, you got to be still hurting. And he said, I'm okay. Now, you don't get up because I'm okay with that. Yeah, so we always try to put on the tough line, don't mm-hmm. we? Yeah, yeah, so even what I hear you sharing is that there's, like, this discipleship model that you guys, you know, whether it's with, with kids or with mm-hmm. kids that are coming, you know, young men or that are, that are coming to play basketball, how do you guys follow up with them? You say, you know, I, I want uh, you to have a relationship with Jesus. And you do that with kids, you do that with young guys, but uh, what, is it, what does that look like as you continue in relationship with these, these people from Buffalo? Well, the first thing we did was I cook, and I just started a program. What was it called back then, Stefan? Oh, Friends, Friends for Life. Friends for Life. Friends for Life. And you know what? I've, I've tasted your cooking, and I live to <laughs> tell about it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Amen. This but, even starts with food. But oh, uh, Food is everything. Yeah. Right, right, Stefan? Yes, it is. Okay. And so I began to invite these guys to Urban Christian Ministries for a meal and a word. All right. And they just start coming and coming and they wouldn't stop. And people would ask me, how is it you get these guys to come to the table? And I said, I, God's put an anointing on me for some reason that make them want to come. Okay. Because I, I didn't have a clue, but it worked. So let's pick this up and develop it a bit more. And Stefan, you want to say something to that, so go for it. I just want to acknowledge uh, what he said about the gang members. Them same gang members took lives, and they gave lives. Mm-hmm. Amen. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, Stefan? What, I mean, what, what yeah. I mean by that is that they were really like in the gang. If they wanted somebody killed, they were the ones to call. Like right. they would. This wasn't no soft thing. This was blood, crips, and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, as they got older, they seen the change coming around. UCM, like I said, they end up actually speaking. 
going right. going out different places and you know what I mean giving a mm-hmm. testimony that changed lives. Right. So it's different. It's, it's different to hear somebody going through the same thing you're going through, mm-hmm. and it makes it okay. Yeah, I, right. I understand. Like okay, this this may may not be it. Yeah, there's yeah. this like baseline relationship thing. Even mm-hmm. as you share with yes. food, you share mm-hmm. something yeah. that uh, people can all relate to. Everybody's got to eat. Everybody has a story. Absolutely. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. And we've yeah. even taken some of those guys on missions trips. Wow. So I want to ask Ryan a question. So as you're hearing all this stuff, uh, you've gone through your own journey. Talk to us what it's like to deal with the hurt inside, like not feeling wanted. Did you ever get angry, like want to lash out? Yeah, I got angry. I was not, I did get angry. I was angry all the time. It's like, how come I'm going from place to place? How come nobody wants me? How come this and that? You know, I asked God that a few times. I was angry with him a few times. Like, you keep telling me you love me, but why aren't you putting the people in my life that are going to love me? I'm bouncing from group home to group home, foster place, foster care to foster care. So it was... It was difficult. I was angry. I was an angry child at the time. And, you know, as we're talking here, I can see the tears in your eyes, and yeah. uh, that that's just choking me up. Yeah. But So let's talk about the anger for a minute, because how do we move through it? Arlene, talk to me about anger. How, how, how do you move through when bad stuff happens? How, how do you move through that? Love. Amen. It so just th- has to be love. It's the greatest, uh, not just because God's Word says so, but because it really is. Yeah. Um, when my kids come in to me, Every day, the first thing I show them, I don't care what expressions on their face, mm. I hug them. How was your day? Wow. Mm. So it becomes all about them, nothing about me, about them. And that's healing in itself, uh, to be able to hug someone, to embrace someone. Okay, so you can do that because you're, you're just a warm, <laughs> embracing woman, and you can get away with that. Uh, sometimes as guys, you know, we just can't do that because, yeah. you know, it's just... We live in such a society where there's so much improper touching and stuff like that. But you can high five guys, can't you? Or you can cook. Yeah, or you can cook. You can pound them in the shoulder and stuff like that. Okay, just before we go to our first break, uh, just Brian, what are you thinking here? Because I I, I see your mind spinning Mm -hmm. around here. Because not everybody has a story of hardship um, in this capacity, but we all hurt, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Sometimes we like to downplay. I mean, I was just having coffee with a guy this morning, and, and sometimes we like to downplay our own story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we say, you know, how can God use me uh, if I, you know, if I don't speak like Billy Graham, if I don't uh, pray like Mother Teresa, you know, all these things, or serve like Mother Teresa. Um, but I believe that God actually puts uh, specific things going through our lives yes. sometimes, and I don't want to downplay certain things, but, uh, you know, puts things in our lives to say, hey, this is how you're going to relate to those that are around you. This is how you're going to bring my light, my gospel. And I see that through you guys, even as you're sharing these stories right now. Hey, guys, we're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back. You're on open mic with Mike Sherbino. UCM is in the building, so let's get happy, get excited, because God is going to move through us. Transformation is a new program airing on Vision TV. Transformation features Dr. Mike Sherbino interviewing people dealing with the stuff of life. Hear the riveting stories of the well-known Joes to the ordinary Joes as you find help for this journey called life. Some of those are Kim Fook, Dr. Grant Mullen, and Dr. Andrew Blackwood. Anchoring this program is the solid Bible teaching that Mike gives providing you direction, inspiration, and answers to the moral dilemmas society is facing. Airing on Vision TV across Canada, watch it live on Thursdays at 11.30 a.m., Friday at 7.30 a.m., and Sundays at 1.30 p.m. Or go to MikeSherbino.org and download your favorite episode today. Do you need to discover a little joy? North End Church is hosting the Discover Weekend. 
Friday evening, November 1st, Saturday morning, November 2nd, and Sunday, November 3rd. Speaking at all three events is well-known author, physician, and mental health speaker, Dr. Grant Mullen. Grant is a mental health physician who has a passion to see Christians transformed both mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Kathy is a worship artist, an inner healing prayer minister, and retired occupational therapist. They are the authors of Emotionally Free and over 20 teaching DVDs. On this weekend, you'll discover how to remove the joy stealers in your life. Worry, anxiety, and stress will all melt away on Saturday as you have an opportunity to discover your mate in a new way. Dr. Mullen will provide a tune-up kit for everyone married or thinking about marriage. Together, he and Kathy will teach on the needs of a man and the needs of a woman. And then Sunday, they will bring a message about discovering God's presence in your life. Friday and Saturday are ticketed events that you can reserve online. Just head to northendchurch.ca and reserve your spot today. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Well, welcome back to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherboneau. I'm really glad you've joined us tonight. Tonight's a different show. We're not doing calls uh, as we normally do, but I just want you to hear the story of my good friends at Urban Christian Ministries. And, and with me tonight is Brian Lowen, who is uh, one of the pastors on staff at North End Church, and he's helping me with the program tonight. But we're going to unpack Psalm 23, and you guys are going to help me in this whole subject of restoration. What does restoration look like? And you know, in Psalm 23, verse 3, it says, He restores my soul. And the person, the He, is the Lord. Because somewhere in the course of time in history, God pressed the fast forward button. He knew where we were going. He knew that we would never experience the joy of his presence without an encounter with him. And he knew that we were trapped. Oh, and Arlene, when you shared a bit of your story and, and Stefan and, and Ryan, uh, my heart just ached as I heard some of those things actually for the first time today and realized you just get trapped when you're a victim, when you're violated. Yeah. I want you to help for all our listeners because not everyone has had that experience, but many people have had. They've been victims. They've been violated sexually, physically. Uh, sometimes it's just emotionally. Will, your heart is what caused you to get urban christian ministries uh, to the place mm -hmm. where it's at today there are other people and you got to pass the baton but let's just talk for a few moments uh about what restoration looks like what did it look like in your life and what would you say to people listening today saying i want to get my act together i want to be whole and healthy what does that look like so just jump in who's, who's going to be first for me it started as a little kid it's funny because they say out of the mouth of babes i started looking at Oh my God, how deep I was hurting so deeply behind it that I I said, God, don't let me hurt anyone this deep. And I began, he utilized putting that in me and me thinking it to take me out of the hurt. Even for just listeners that might be joining in, can you share just a quick backstory of exactly what you're talking about? You share like from your, your young childhood experiencing hurt. What exactly did that look like? Um, scary, uh, very scary. I didn't know how I would be protected every day because of being molested by two of my babysitters. Um, my mother was a single parent, and um, literally, we you know we watch movies where people say things, but they they're metaphorically sometimes. As a little girl, when you say I'll kill anyone that hurts my kids, kids take that seriously. They don't take it jokingly. Right. So it's like I couldn't tell my mom because I was scared she'd kill them and go to jail. So I felt stuck in between. And uh, and so I can imagine this, this word that says that the Lord refreshes my yes. soul. How can we understand that? 
the way I, I understood it was, believe it or not, that psalm was not picked by accident. That was the one that kept me through everything. I would throw my Bible up in the air, and it would come down on the 23rd Psalm. <laughs> I would throw it up in the air at night, and it would come down on, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. Wow. So John I didn't tell 15. you that coming into the program. That's no, you didn't. That's why I keep staring at you, because I can't believe you pulled yeah. that out. Okay, somebody else step in for a moment. Amen. You know, to be restored, I run across way too many, especially young people, that are hurt but they have no idea the depth of their hurtness. You know, I, they would tell me stories and I'd say, boy, you need some help. Right, they might even think that that might be normal. Right, that, yes. that's what it is, they think it's yeah. normal. Mm -hmm. They think it's normal. Uh, and even when Steph, when I, Stefan told me a story, you know, the first thing he said was, I'm okay. I said, you can't be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, right, Stefan? Correct. Okay, and so Stefan, you know, I, I encourage Stefan to tell the whole story sometimes. Stefan likes to tell bits and pieces, but sometimes the whole story hurts too much to get it out. Yeah. But that hurt, getting it out is releasing yes. that pain sometimes. Stefan, I feel like there's uh, a piece in here that uh, mm -hmm. you can share to this. You know, as, mm -hmm. as Will says that I was walking this through with you. Uh, what did that restoration process look like for you in losing your mom, in, in working that through with the Lord? What did that look like? Oh uh, Man, at the time it looked like couldn't nothing be right. I feel like everything was going wrong. Everything's going backwards. Like, why would a person do this? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't, you don't take life that's so precious. Yeah. Definitely to a person that's an angel. So you yeah. think you 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 never think you'll lose your angel when she's always right there with you. Yeah. So the only person you know when they leave is, it's like now what do I do? And I know sometimes it's hard to put some practical things in mind to say this is something that I you know I did not to make a checklist out of it. But when we say that the Lord restored my soul, in my, in my version here, it says he f refreshes my soul. Almost like he, he refills our cup. Mm -hmm. You know, what were some things that as you were walking through that process of, of loss and hurt? And now I, I know you now. I know you as a brother. Uh, you look restored and refreshed. So what did God do in your life that, that refreshed your soul? Uh, what God did with me is he worked with me. He took his time. And he he, ne he never gave up. Even when I quit on myself, he didn't quit on me. Yeah, amazing, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna direct this question over to you, as you've experienced things. What is what does the restoration refreshing look like? It looks like a kid growing up being told that he's gonna be in and out of jail, that he's never gonna be anything. To playing varsity football, wound up winning section six character after the game award for homecoming. Wound up finding his forever family. Wound up becoming part of a great organization like UCM. It's, that's what restoration means to me that's Amen. what the refreshing means to me being able to see that second part of life that you didn't get to see because you were always told this and you were always told that you know Amazing. i'm smiling as i'm watching this program you as you're listening tonight to open mic you can't see what's happening in the studio but ryan you've got a t-shirt on and it says restore and i'm just it's wow. just cracking me up <laughs> uh, like just like god has just orchestrated this because yes. i know that there are broken people and as you're listening tonight God is reaching out to you through his spirit. And you're hearing these stories. You say, well, that's not quite my story, but it still doesn't matter. Jesus is in the business of restoring. Yes. And, and Will, talk to us about that restoration. How do people get restored with God? What, what's at least the first two steps? Well, the first step is to accept him into your life. Okay? Uh, you got to realize that you are, and I say messed up. You know, sometimes we don't think we're messed up because we're all you look broken. around and everybody's messed up. Right. And so... I'm just another part of the whole messed up situation. 
But God wants to restore you. God doesn't want you to stay where you're at. He doesn't want you to be jacked up the rest of your life. He wants you to be right. And he wants to be a part of you getting right. And so, uh, so often, like I said, people don't realize how messed up they are. And so God is helping us to help people to realize, wait a minute, that's a messed up situation. We can help you through that. You know, we do Bible studies every Thursday. We do Bible studies every other Sundays, dinner and Bible studies and lunch and Bible studies for Thursdays. But, you know, I often tell our folks that whatever we're talking about in the Word, if they can't use it the moment they walk out the door, right. then we've lost. We've yes. messed up something. Yes. Because, you know, telling the old stories and, you know, the Noah's Ark and, and just leaving it at that because people have to go outside and live. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. For me, restoration looks like paying it forward for God. Mm -hmm. I'm just a vessel. And when my kids come in to me, helping them. Amen. So when you see those children come in, um, yeah, you, you love on them. And I've watched that. You, mm -hmm. You're hugging them. You call them their, your babies. And uh, I thought at first you were referring to me. You know, we're all standing <laughs> I read, man, I'm way too old, way too big. Um, but that it just—it was just a powerful moment. We we all want to hear that. Mm -hmm. We we want to know that we're wanted, yes. that we're loved. Yes. How have you walked through the restoration with younger children? Because what are the ages that you take care of? Um, all ages on my regular day, but at my job at UCM, six to twelve. Okay. So so how do you see the restoration happening for a, like an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old uh, child? With them, I place love in their presence so they know what it feels like and they'll want to reach for it. Um, when they're in those situations and in that trauma, that's all they know. So they don't believe that there is a reach, but God allows me to be able to reach them through showing them what it feels like and what it looks like. I want you to give some advice to a grandparent or just a youth worker or somebody who's just absorbed with themselves, but there's kids around them. How can you speak life to kids? Just give us some examples. What are some simple things you do? Uh, when you get to know kids? I walk it out. I model it. Because okay. they'll look, they'll follow more of what they see than what you say. Very powerful. Interesting. Yeah, and I, you know, even as you share, and I've seen you work with, with kids as well, uh, I'm someone that I get, <laughs> I get exhausted working with kids on something. <laughs> I don't have children of my own. Maybe that's something that it, when I become a parent, then God gives me some sort of energy for that. <laughs> Uh, but what what exactly you know you say I, I, I show love I walk it out uh, who's who's your example and I, I mean I, I feel like I already know the answer to that where do you get your energy from that you know because these kids are, are looking at you and, and some people they can say I see Jesus in you and uh, and so where, where exactly you're finding your example how are you getting your energy for that how do you get refilled every day now you taking me to a Kleenex place sure. um there was no role model for me and no one for me when I went through what I went through. So I promised God that I would be there for whoever he placed in my path. And it just happened to be his babies. Mm -hmm. He said the least of them. And so what I do, thank you for the Kleenex, what I do is I, um, I try to love on them the way I wanted to be loved through Amen. my trauma. Wow. And I often tell God, let that reflect you, not me. And it does. Wow. Um, one of the major things I do is I say, I don't care what's wrong, what you've done wrong. I'm going to love you. So you can just let go of that and try to fight another battle because <laughs> that one's not changing here, buddy. And they look at me like I'm crazy, but eventually they drop their guard. So let's, uh, let's take that thought. That, that was 
That was helpful. I want to go to Stefan for a moment because all summer long, you were leading this block club basketball along <laughs> with uh, Will, and roughly ages 13 to 22. So how do you how do you love on those guys? Like, just talk to me about what was going through your heart because you were just uh, going flat out. You got a passion to see these guys uh, walk in wholeness, and and they were mostly young men that you were working with. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? How how do you help them? to regain their sense of worth and value? Uh, man, you help them uh, automatically once they come in as family. So you, you look at them, oh, we're brothers already. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through something, I'm going through something. If I can help you, you can help me. Like I said, I always look at myself as a big brother. You ain't gotta know me, but now you do. Amazing. Amen. Yeah, I love the way that you share that. There's this huge sense of community with, with you guys and the ministry that you're you're uh, leading with, with God at the helm. Uh, yeah, the same same thing with Mike. I wish people could see this room right now because tears are flowing, all that all that good stuff. But uh, love the work that you guys are doing. Hey Ryan, I'm gonna come back to you. One of the things that I find in the scripture is is we're thinking about being restored to God, and you're the one with the restore T-shirt on. <laughs> that how cool is that? Um, that one of the people that need to be restored to God are those that are wounded in their heart. And uh, the Bible says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. What would you say to people listening today that for whatever reason they're crushed in spirit? Maybe, maybe they got dumped by a boyfriend or girlfriend or maybe they're going through a divorce. Uh, what do you say to people that are crushed in spirit? I would say to people who are crushed in the spirit, just keep fighting, keep praying. He's going to eventually lead you out. He's your hope. He's your beacon. He's going to find a way to lead you out of whatever happened, whether it be a bad breakup, whether it be a childhood trauma, whether it be something, he's going to find his way to lead you mm-hmm. lead you out. He found, gave me my way to, and led me out of what I was going through to show me that this is what I have for you. This is the person who you're supposed to be, not to listen to what everybody else says. So I, I just say keep praying, keep fighting, and he's going to be there. Okay, so I want to pick up on that, and I don't know if it's Will or Stefan, someone speaking to this, you can all speak in it. When you talk about fighting and moving on, Talk to me about the fight, because what happens when you just feel like you've been kicked to the curb? What do you do in those moments? Because there's people listening, maybe hundreds if not thousands, who just feel, I've been kicked to the curb, I give up. What, what word are you going to say to the people who give up? I think that's why God has called us as believers to be able to step in, because there's way too many people who have given up in different situations. All right? And so even with Block Club, basketball, our goal was to come and show some love and some uh, uh, some authority, some rules, because a lot of these guys have no rules that they, they go by. And so with Black Club Basketball, one of the most interesting rules that we have is there's no cursing. And so think about this. <laughs> 60 <laughs> inner-city young people playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And we only had to put out two people the whole summer wow. for cursing. Mm-hmm. Okay, And, and, and we, we share with them that you know when you can hold your tongue – that says you have control over you. And a lot of right. folks don't think they can do that. But just through the summer, they realized that they really could have some self-control. And it, and it, it tells them something for themselves also. Stefan, you were there. What else would you add to that story? What I would add to that, uh, that story, man, is even if you quit, somebody's fighting for you. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. And what do you mean by that? Who's that someone? It's God. And if it ain't God, there's somebody praying for you. Somebody that knows you. Amen. 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 We're going to take a short commercial break here. I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with UCM with Open Mic with Mike Sherbernaw. We're just going to keep getting into it, keep touching this word, and 
Man, it's amazing. Do you need to discover a little joy? North End Church is hosting the Discover Weekend, Friday evening, November 1st, Saturday morning, November 2nd, and Sunday, November 3rd. Speaking at all three events is well-known author, physician, and mental health speaker, Dr. Grant Mullen. Grant is a mental health physician who has a passion to see Christians transformed both mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Kathy is a worship artist, an inner healing prayer minister, and retired occupational therapist. They are the authors of Emotionally Free and over 20 teaching DVDs. On this weekend, you'll discover how to remove the joy stealers in your life. Worry, anxiety, and stress will all melt away on Saturday as you have an opportunity to discover your mate in a new way. Dr. Mullen will provide a tune-up kit for everyone married or thinking about marriage. Together, he and Kathy will teach on the needs of a man and the needs of a woman. And then Sunday, they will bring a message about discovering God's presence in your life. Friday and Saturday are ticketed events that you can reserve online. Just head to northendchurch.ca and reserve your spot today. Transformation is a new program airing on Vision TV. Transformation features Dr. Mike Sherbino interviewing people dealing with the stuff of life. Hear the riveting stories of the well-known Joes to the ordinary Joes as you find help for this journey called life. Some of those are Kim Fook, Dr. Grant Mullen, and Dr. Andrew Blackwood. Anchoring this program is the solid Bible teaching that Mike gives providing you direction, inspiration, and answers to the moral dilemmas society is facing. Airing on Vision TV across Canada, watch it live on Thursdays at 11.30 a.m., Friday at 7.30 a.m., and Sundays at 1.30 p.m. Or go to MikeSherbino.org and download your favorite episode today. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Well, welcome back uh, to WDCX. You're on. Uh, you're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. My name is Brian Lowen, and we're here with United, or, or sorry, Urban Christian Ministries here in Buffalo. And uh, I've just been really loving this conversation that we've been having on restoration, how the Lord restores our soul. It says that in Psalm 23. And for this kind of segment, I'd love to talk uh, with you guys about what does it look like to restore hope? What does it look like for God to rebuild hope in our lives? And even to help us, <coughs> excuse me, uh, start that conversation, I was just guided to Revelation 21. This is the very end of scripture where uh, it says, He who is seated on the, th- on the throne, talking about God, says, I am making everything new. And so right now, you know, we're in this world, there's a lot of brokenness. You guys have shared a lot of things that are broken, but there seems to be hope. Uh, and so I'd love to, to hear from you guys. What does it look like to regain hope? What are things that you've seen in, in your lives? And so I want to pass it over to Stefan here. I know you shared something really quick during the, the commercial break. Uh, what does it look like to have your hope restored even in this life? To have your hope restored is, is a new life. Like you're not the same person that you were. Right. So the things you do is different. Everything you do is different. People see it in your movement, how you act. How you carry yourself is it's, it's a changing. Yeah. So how does how does that work? Even you know even practically, I'm a really practical guy. I want to see like exactly how that changes in your life. You know, are there people that used to be in your uh, you know life before that are now that say, hey, I see this particular thing different in you. What does that look like? Uh, everybody that was in my life is still in my life. I don't I don't cut nobody off. Our bond and our family is gonna forever be strong, regardless of what you did or what you're doing. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, Arlene, I'm going to pass it over to you. Um, for me, it's 
I try to love on everybody. I try to see them and treat them the way I'd want to be treated. And my truth is that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, and he'll be with you even until the ends of the world. And I believe that with all my heart that he carried me and he's still with me. Yeah, yeah. So do you have a time uh, when you're working with kids where you actually sit down and I know you teach some children to read, some in the after school program, you help them with their grades or whatever. Um, when do you get an opportunity to teach them uh, about God's love? Are you allowed to do that in the program? Well, with yes, I am. It's Urban Christian Ministries. I carry him with me anyway. So, you know, he's <laughs> going to go with me. <laughs> now, how he brings it out of me, <laughs> I, I wait for him, and he usually does it. But I think I always share the scripture, first natural, then spiritual. So, yeah, I get in the education component, but I'm not leaving him out because education is nothing without him. Wow. So as you think about that whole education component and restoring hope, Will, how, how have you been involved in, in very tangible ways? Brian, you talked about this, you know, about what are some specifics that help to restore hope? How do we change the way that we think? The way that we, how do we change the way we think? All right. We change the way we think by getting involved in things that you don't think will happen. Uh, as a, for example, uh, when I first mentioned to uh, these, both of these guys were involved in this. When I first started talking about a missions trip, and I said, "Well, we're going to need twenty thousand dollars," they looked at me like I lost my mind. Okay, it's a lot right. of money, right? Uh, but you know, I, and I said, well, "God wants us to do this," and so we worked and worked and worked, and we made it happen. And so, so when they see something that they didn't think could ever happen, happen. That helps to increase their faith and trust in God and, and also trust in us also. Right. So you're working with a group of people who are leading a ministry, um, and you're just taking steps of faith every day, aren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's the thing that I, Arlene will tell you this. I, I push mm -hmm. for our staff every day. Wait a minute. Yes, he does. You know, the just shall live by faith. You know, without faith, it's impossible to leave God. We need to, uh, please God, we need to walk this thing. We need to live it. And people need to see that we are not just talking, but we're living, we're walking, we're doing. You know, we're making sure that everybody around us know and see what God really looks like through us. With my little ones, it's a little more difficult because they don't see yet as an adult sees. So what I did one day is I took on um, food coloring and I did an experiment with them. And I knew I was going to get tons of phone calls from the parents. And I put the food coloring in your hand, in the palm of their hand. And you have lines. They call them lifelines, you okay. know, when we little. Right. And it traveled. They went to wash it out and couldn't wash it out. Yeah. So and, and what was the lesson? What, what did the lesson of that was I tied the natural into the spiritual by telling them once you do one bad thing or one sin occurs or trauma happens, it'll keep traveling until you stop it. Yeah. The washing out is the stopping of it. It takes God to wash it out. Ryan, I have a question for you. So uh, we've been in Psalm 23 a little bit and kind of been hovering around this, this line. It says, he refreshes my soul. But then it's interesting, the next line, and, I, and as we talk about hope, and we say, you know, how, how, what exactly does this mean? Why is there hope? How does this, uh, what are we hoping for? Uh, the next line says, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And so sometimes we see some hope come into our lives and we see this restoring come into our lives. And we say, oh, why is that? Is that just for now or is that for later? Is that for me? But the, the scriptures here say that it's for his name's sake. Mm -hmm. And even as you share part of your story of, 
finding your forever family. You seem to have uh, some things in your life that were broken that are becoming uh, beautiful again or coming whole mm -hmm. again. Talk to me about hope. What does that mean to have hope in hope in Jesus? What it means to have hope or what it means to have hope in Jesus is just being able to believe and trust that he's going to be there for you, even through the hard times. Like my dad walked out on me, or I should not say he went to prison when I was at a very young age for rape. So not having a father, a stable father figure around, having a single mother in the house, it was difficult trying to raise three siblings, four siblings with her being the kid that I was, being aggressive, being angry. Um, much like Arlena, I was physically abused, sexually abused, mentally abused. So taking that anger and that rage out and not having nowhere to put it until I learned to get over it. and Well, not get over it, but God helped me through it so much that he gave me the hope. Like I found my passion in football, and that's what I stuck to. That was my hope because I knew yeah. if I could do something to show my brothers, to show the people who mm -hmm. were looking up to me that there's a way out of this and out of this, he gave it to me and then he gave it to me in the form of football does it ever mm -hmm. does it ever yeah thank you for sharing that that's that's uh that's that's yeah, huge, that's that's huge. Well, yeah I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to take it all in so brian i'm glad is, you're hosting with is me there today uh, yeah thank you i'm just i'm just <laughs> sitting here thinking about this is there a point where i'm, I'm gonna throw it right back to you ryan is there a point where the restoration process finishes no, there's never a point where it finishes. It just keeps going. I mean, as you said before, he refreshes you. He's going to refresh you, keep you whole, keep you lit live. Like, you know how we, we see our tulips or our flowers die in the winter, but what happens? They come right back the next year. That's how Jesus is with me. Like, Amen. he came back the next year. Like, wow. people told me I wasn't going to graduate high school until I was 21. I graduated at 19. People told me I wasn't going to be good at football. I wound up winning Section 6 Character after the Game Award. Wound up coming to practice every day, being the first one on the field, last one to leave. That was the attitude that I saw that people, that people come to me and be like, why are you doing this? Like, I've had teammates come to me like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing how, how do I get to be like you? I'm like, man, it starts with God first and then Amen. work after. So it becomes a little bit, I mean, I, I, I hesitate to use this word, but it's, it becomes a little bit addictive to, to say, you know what, the Lord is restoring me. The Lord is restoring hope and refreshing mm -hmm. me, all this stuff. It becomes a little bit like, why in the world would I not want to go down this road of being restored, finding hope? Ooh. Yeah, I look at it like this. You got two choices in life. You either got to follow God and live right, or you're gonna make the opposite choice, and it's gonna end you up in a in a uh, place you don't want to be. Like I used to tell my brothers all the time, and people around me who I knew that were gang members. I'm like, listen, the streets, there's nothing out here. The only person that can guide you to where you need to be is Jesus. Wow. Amen. Yeah. What would the gang members say to you when you? They'd be like, "What do you mean? There's nothing out here in these streets. It's money. It's cars. It's women." I'm like, "Yeah, all that stuff is temporary, but Jesus is who He is. He's forever. He's never gonna leave you." Like I used to tell the people I used to hang out with, like, "You got two choices: either you're gonna change your life and live right, or you're gonna wind up in prison." And I'm not trying to be associated with that, so I had to cut a few people off, and then I had to grow a few people. Like my mentor Stephen, who I mentored through a program. He's sort of like that. His dad's been dealing with cerebral palsy for 25 years, so he's got all this aggression. He's got all this anger, and I'm like, you got to channel that, and you got to take that and use that. Like, you got to speak life twice to yourself. Give yourself mm -hmm. hope because you know Jesus is in your corner. He's fighting for you. I have a T-shirt at a house that says, um, I forget what it says, but it's basically got the picture <laughs> of Jesus, and it's got the devil on the mat, and he basically knocked out the, he basically knocked out the devil. Nice. He's got the Ali Amen. pose. <laughs> Hey, Steph, jump in for a moment because uh, how do you pick up that whole thing of restoration in your own journey? I, I know it, it kind of mirrors a little bit of Ryan's story, but you've got a unique twist as well. So what are you thinking? I just see your mind spinning over there. 
My mind isn't too, but I, I think, like I say, uh, read, get get into your word, get into God, let him listen to him before Amen. you speak. Listen to him, uh, and he's gonna tell you something. If you do it, you, you're forever in his favor. How mm-hmm. do you listen to God? By uh, being quiet. People, people uh, like to speak too fast. Like you, people talk but don't listen, so they, they, they miss the message. Mm-hmm. Very much. How do you how do you find you know you said you read I'm assuming you mean scripture as you say you you read you get into his word and you listen how exactly or what God has been what has God been speaking to you through his word lately Well God has spoken to his word is to work with the youth I've been doing this I've been with my mentor for 9 years but I officially started this work 2 years ago Okay like he's a man that showed me his word he he stuck through it and everything he said he did Yeah so a lot of people tell you something but they don't they don't really do it right mm-hmm. so when i seen he do it when i seen he did it i stuck through it right yeah well talk to us about mentorship uh we hear that word a lot what's what's that kind of look like uh for urban christian ministries and who well, mentored you who mentored me <laughs> god like mentored me I, I guess i used to put me on the spot on that one okay uh, that's all right, you, you know, because me, somebody would say to me, well, who mentored me? And we didn't have that term when I was younger. Right. Okay. And, uh, but there was a couple of people that I just saw, they modeled it constantly. Mm-hmm. And especially they modeled the, what it meant to follow God in hard times. And I looked at that, and, you know, those things become reference points for me. Right. What about for you? Uh, for me, I guess it was the man that hired me, Arthur McLean in Urban Christian Ministries in 1980. Wow. Um, and then I've had great friends around me over the years that, you know, we walk together, we talk together, we, we go through stuff, and we, we talk a lot, you know, so that God would really help. God helped me to be who I am today. Uh, and it's an exciting journey. It's a hard journey. And anybody tell you this thing is easy, they're probably lying. Or they're, or they're not doing it right, one of the two. But, you know, God is really looking for men and women yes. that would just say yes Amen. to him, regardless of what your skill set is. That's you know, right. uh, you know like I run block club basketball. When God spoke to me about block club basketball years ago, I knew nothing about basketball. Bottom line is I still don't know anything about basketball, yeah, right? I Stephon? saw that this uh, You saw that? Amen. <laughs> oh, don't, don't even try Amen. it. He, he saw this something. But, but God's not looking for somebody because of what they can do. He's looking for somebody because of what he can do. He's looking mm-hmm. for, and I call myself a knucklehead all the time. He's looking for a knucklehead that would just say yes. And so, man. So how exactly, you know, you mentor a lot of young people. I mean, two of them are, are in this room right now. Uh, but how exactly do you look at those that are around you uh, in that same way that God looks at you? You know, you say that God uh, is able to use you through what he can do through you. How do you look at others to say, you know what, I can see what God is going to do through you and look past people's. Uh, shortcomings and things that they've gone through in their life. Well, leadership should be able, and and Mike will attest to this, leadership should be able to see in somebody what they don't see yet. Right. Okay. Like, Stefan, I can see greatness in in, uh, uh, Ryan. 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 (laughs) 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 Almost an Anthony. Hit him again. (laughs) (laughs) But I can see leadership in these guys. All right. And so even when they can't, so we push hard. We we talk hard, you know. I'm 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 a tough taskmaster, right, Ryan? Right, Stephon? Amen. I, I really right, Arlene. Yeah, right. Amen. With, with, with all of our staff, because I know God is expecting greatness out of us, and when we get 
complacent with where we're at and what we're doing, we think what we're doing is all right, you're missing the mark because God always has greater things for us to do. Amen. Even Ar Arlene, for you too, I mean, you work with, with little kids and sometimes we put little kids down in what they have the abilities to do, the abilities to retain information, all that type of stuff. How do you look at kids and say, you know what, I can see that God is going to work through you in this way, this way. You know, talk to me about that. What do you see in children? With them, you have to just place them in it mm. and then build them up from there. Um, I can see it. So what I do is I put them in that area and I say, I think you're going to be great at this. I, I encourage like a mother would encourage. Um, I don't leave the mother home either. And so when they start feeling it, you see this excitement, then you run with it, and then they run with it. And then I do it in a way that I step back because when they leave me, they have to go home. They have to go out into the world. So I teach it in a way um, that God blesses me to be able to teach it for independence. Hey, guys, we're going to take a short commercial break. I'm loving this conversation. I'm loving our fans who are listening. We are on Open Mic with Mike Shervinaugh. We'll be back in a short second. Transformation is a new program airing on Vision TV. Transformation features Dr. Mike Sherbino interviewing people dealing with the stuff of life. Hear the riveting stories of the well-known Joes to the ordinary Joes as you find help for this journey called life. Some of those are Kim Fook, Dr. Grant Mullen, and Dr. Andrew Blackwood. Anchoring this program is the solid Bible teaching that Mike gives providing you direction, inspiration, and answers to the moral dilemmas society is facing. Airing on Vision TV across Canada, watch it live on Thursdays at 11.30 a.m., Friday at 7.30 a.m., and Sundays at 1.30 p.m. Or go to MikeSherbino.org and download your favorite episode today. Do you need to discover a little joy? North End Church is hosting the Discover Weekend. Friday evening, November 1st, Saturday morning, November 2nd, and Sunday, November 3rd. Speaking at all three events is well-known author, physician, and mental health speaker, Dr. Grant Mullen. Grant is a mental health physician who has a passion to see Christians transformed both mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Kathy is a worship artist, an inner healing prayer minister, and retired occupational therapist. They are the authors of Emotionally Free and over 20 teaching DVDs. On this weekend, you'll discover how to remove the joy stealers in your life. Worry, anxiety, and stress will all melt away on Saturday as you have an opportunity to discover your mate in a new way. Dr. Mullen will provide a tune-up kit for everyone married or thinking about marriage. Together, he and Kathy will teach on the needs of a man and the needs of a woman. And then Sunday, they will bring a message about discovering God's presence in your life. Friday and Saturday are ticketed events that you can reserve online. Just head to northendchurch.ca and reserve your spot today. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Well, welcome back to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbino. Brian Lone has been helping me uh, lead today, and uh, we do hope that you'll... Uh, if you don't have a church to go to, you'll join us at North End Church in St. Catharines, 455 Geneva Street. Uh, really looking forward to this coming weekend. We've got Grant Mullen with us, and he's going to be talking in a different way about this whole issue of restoration. What does it look like? But especially today, I got my very special friends, and I'm glad I can say that. Didn't know you folks six months ago, but I feel like your family uh, from Urban Christian Ministries. And, and I want you to talk about why does God restore us? You've gone through some painful things. Why does God restore? Share with me some of the dreams that he's put into your heart right now 
And uh, Brian, I'm going to let you kick it off. You're sure. not with Urban Christian Ministries. You're with North End, but God's give, put some dreams in your heart. Yeah. Talk to us about that because I want people to regain the dream that God puts in their heart. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, sometimes we get into the mindset of God restores us just for this life um, and just for my own sake. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in the fact that God restores us for the sake of others and for the sake of his body, his church, uh, to restore the world. I, b- I believe God is a, a God that does restore uh, the earth. You know, I just read in Revelation 21 that, behold, I am making all things new. Uh, that's the Lord of all creation saying that. And so why wouldn't he start right now? Um, and so, you know, for, for me, I feel like his restoration project starts with me <laughs> and it starts with all of us and uh, and then that affects affects others as well and even at this this past summer as we saw you guys uh, preaching the gospel to uh, inner city youth and to children um, it has you know that that's what I was seeing I was seeing God doing that restoration uh, process through you um, and I, I you know Arlene looks like she's really interacting with what I'm saying right now and so I want to throw it out to you why in the world does God restore us? Why does he restore the kids that are coming to uh, to see you, to hang out and play games with you? Why would he restore us? I always feel like it's because, one, he really does love us. He loves us. You give your only son, you've got to love us. Right, you've yeah. You've got to. And the, the backup reason is because for his glory. Yeah, yeah. Because he is real. I was thinking about that. You you are all testaments of God's glory. I'm just looking around this room. And, Amen. And, and myself as well. I had a different past, but uh, I'm just listening to the story. And you're right. We're God's trophies. Amen. Someone once said, God is the only one who can make trophies out of trash can. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I might borrow that. I, I like that. He yeah, did it right nice. here. He did it right here for sure. sure. Yeah. And Ryan, too, you, you shared something earlier on in the program, uh, and I had asked if God ever finishes the restoration project, and you said no. I think that's the right answer. Um, yeah. And so what exactly, what is God restoring you to? You know, because that can help us answer this, the, the question of why in the world would God restore us? Where are you going? Where am I going? I'm going where he leads me. Like, I've had a couple different dreams. My most big dream was that I'm going to play in the NFL one day. You know, the guys look at me and laugh. Will looks at me like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, that, that, that's that been a dream of mine since I was small. Like, I'm going to make it to the league one day. An inner city, uh, inner city kid who's come from the ghettos, come from the hood, who's hung out with gangbangers, who's done what he's done to have people around him like Stefan, Will, my mother, my mom, who's a, adopted me, pushed me to tell me, listen, you can do it. Not even just him, but God told me that I could do it and I know I could do it to going to be able to mentor. I feel like mentoring is, mm. is going to be a strong passion of mine because I feel like my story, if I tell my story to these youth and I give them that hope and I give them the passion the same way Jesus gives it to me, yeah. that they can be like, listen, I've got a way out of this. This yeah. isn't the only style that I know. And that also keeps, uh, you know, you, you have a story, you have a backstory that, that brings, it almost brings light into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Stefan, I, I want to pose the question to you as well. Why why is God restoring you? Why does God restore us? When you ask that question, uh, what comes to mind, my mentor asked me, what does God want from me? Okay. And I told him it was to not go alone. Okay. If I die, bring somebody bring somebody with him. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to go to heaven because, I mean, I did something. Right. So yeah. it's, it's not to right. go alone. So I'm, I'm working with young men, and if I talk to you, I want to get you there. Yeah. Amen. Like I say, my, my dream actually was to speak at every church in Buffalo. Tell my testimony, let somebody know what I've been through, 
and they may change their life if they're doing something I did. So let me just put a plug in right now. If you're a pastor or a leader in your church, uh, you want to get Stefan to come, and uh, you just look up Urban Christian Ministry. You can find them in the phone book. You can find them online. Anybody have a phone book anymore? That was just a slip. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Phone book's obsolete now. Well, uh, yeah, but you probably got one, Will. (laughs) Well, that's telling our age. (laughs) Yeah. Stefan, what else are you going to add to that? Why is God restoring you? So you got this dream to preach, to share. Uh, What else is he just working in you? What, What can you see down the road? Uh, what I see down the road is, like I say, it, it took me forever to say yes. And when I finally did, he made some things that I thought I'd never do happen. Like, a, like I said in the beginning, I said I, I spoke in a prison for the very first time out of state. I became international in one day. Wow. <laughs> there was some stuff I thought. Out I, of the country. My Crazy. Bad, of, my bad, right. Not even stay out of the country. I never thought I would be in St. Vince. I, I don't know, know where it's at. And when he did it, it was like, okay. Like, Amazing. Okay. I see what you can do. Will, you're, you're jumping on the mic over here. You know, I was going to say the same thing he said because when you guys had question, because I asked him a question a few years ago, what does God want from you? And it was so powerful, he said, not to show up alone. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, not to come alone. Amen. And, and that's what God restores us so that we can reach others. You know, I don't think there's anybody that's going to make it to heaven. That's right. And it's just going to be you by yourself. Amen. Yeah, because you didn't do anything, you didn't talk to anybody. Yeah, I don't think that that doesn't fall on the line of, of being restored. Because when you get restored, when something great happens to you, mm-hmm. you got to tell it. Yeah, good news Amen. is for sure. Amen. Amen. You, people they, they go to this restaurant and the food is just so good and it's so and it's so cheap. You got you start telling the story. Oh man, you got to hear about it. You got to come there. It's good. Amen. The prices are great. <laughs> you got to come. And when Jesus comes to our lives, we need to get just that excited. That's right. We need to tell folks you got to come. You got to see. It. You got to hear about it. What do you, uh, so I'm, I'm a, I mean, I've shared a couple times in this program that I'm a practical guy. I like to see, you know, practical changes, all this type of stuff, because I feel like my natural tendency is to talk, you know, big stuff that, that can't be materialized. Uh, but you guys are on Main, Main Street. Did I get that right? Main Street in Buffalo? No, we're on uh, Jefferson in Buffalo. Jefferson, thank Jefferson. you. Mm-hmm. So through this, uh, God's restoring you guys. I can see that. Amen. How do you guys see God restoring Jefferson Street? You know, even even this past summer, we saw you guys having a barbecue on, or we were having a barbecue with you on your front steps, and people from the community were coming in. But how do you see uh, Jefferson Street being restored to God's glory uh, through the ministry that he's having you guys do? You know, just not too long ago, God began to speak to me concerning us being on Jefferson. And and he kind of rebuked me, and, this, and I'm going to share this for real, but you know, it was God saying, I put you there for a reason, you know, and we need to make sure that we're f- fulfilling that reason. And the, the rebuke that God gave me is, you know, we do uh, Bible studies every Thursday. And God said, you haven't even gone across the street to invite the people into UCM for Bible study. And Riley was there when I, when I told everybody <laughs> that. Because I want to make sure I'm transparent also. Yes. You know, I messed up sometime also. But God is saying, we're there for a specific reason and mm-hmm. purpose, and we need to make sure that happens. And so, That's so cool our goal yeah. is to get out there and reach everybody. We've done, <laughs> we've done tons of yard sales and, and free stuff. We've fed people all over the place on Jefferson. But God is saying, now, now it's time to step up the game. 
Well, so you well, you're have... saying that, that God's put you there for a purpose. I'm thinking of all the listeners here on open mic, you know, thousands across uh, the greater Buffalo area and in the greater Niagara, Toronto area. And I just want you to hear that. You're there for a reason. Right mm-hmm. now, you might mm-hmm. be in a hospital room. You're there for a reason. You, some of you, you've moved into a new neighborhood. You're there Amen. for Amen. a reason. The place at work, maybe you don't like it. You're there for Amen. a reason. And it's to help people to get restored. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Arlene, you want to speak to that? I Amen. Um I asked him to place me where I could be utilized for his services and his people. And I never expected him to place me at UCM. And now I do see why I'm there. I love it. I love being able to help. And you know, when when, when we hired Arlene, <laughs> you know, we were concerned because of what the pay scale was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we were saying, how do we get somebody? Because she's worth a lot. <laughs> oh, like priceless. <laughs> we'll keep her. Like she says, she's a keeper. We'll love okay? her. But but we were looking for somebody with with her skills and her talent, you know. And I used to say, you know, if if you pay peanuts, expect to hire monkeys. And Arlene, <laughs> and I mean, we're paying peanuts, but we got. You got the uh, circus master. Yeah. Don't worry, he's, he's right. buying me lunch today. You know, well, you're, digging, you're digging a big hole. Okay, so like, uh, yeah. What he's trying to say is, I I took a giant cut and paid to come mm-hmm. there. But Amen. people, if you're listening, what God pays goes way beyond mm-hmm. what man could ever pay. I'm Amen. telling you, I love where I'm at, Amen. and I would go down and pay for it every time. Mm-hmm. And there's a smile on the the young men's faces that are being mentored, the kids' faces, and even the parents. My parents have changed. Their parents have changed. All that's worth mm-hmm. losing 75 to 95% of your pay. <laughs> and Will's buying me lunch today, by the way. Because <laughs> you're right in the middle of where God wants yes. you to be. Yes. Right in the middle. Yes. And if I could say you know, a shout-out to people listening today, Probably the sweetest place in the world is to be right in the center of God's will. Amen. Amen. And it says that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our hearts. So as you're listening tonight uh, to the program, maybe it's time for you to say, Lord, I want to surrender my heart to you. I I want to be open to you and know that when you ask God, he will always hear that prayer. Uh, Ryan's going to jump in in a second, but if you want to go to my website, mikesherbineau.org, there's a button there that says talk to a mentor. There are people there who will talk with you anonymously online, and they'll help you to understand what it means to know Jesus. But Ryan, what are you saying there? I just wanted to piggyback off what you were saying, like how you said when we're in the center with God, everything's calm. You know how they say when you're in the eye of the storm, everything's calm? Hmm. That's sort of what it is when you're with God, when you're with Jesus. Everything around you is chaos and chaotic, and you don't know where to go, what to do. But when you get into the center, you're calm, you're collective. You can think, you can hear what he has Mm -hmm. for you. You can hear the plan. You can hear his vision, his passion that he has for you. So Mm -hmm. I just really wanted to say that. Like, stay in the calm, stay out of the storm, because the storm is always going to be chaotic. It's always going to be hectic. But if you follow your path and you stay true to his word, great things, not even great, amazing things will happen and yeah. come to you. Even what I hear you saying is it's not like trusting in God, expecting him to restore us because he does, is going to make everything sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, all yeah. that good mm-hmm. stuff. And then all of a sudden everything's going to be better. But the fact of the matter is that you're actually amidst the storm. I believe that God will actually place you in a place that, you know, you are going to continue to trust him. This yeah. is what I hear you saying. Yeah, continue, absolutely. Continue to use you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you just have everything that you need to deal with it because you have the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so fun. 
We got time for uh, 20 more seconds here, Will. You, I'm going to give and, you the last word. And I love that scenario that Ryan just gave mm -hmm. uh, in the middle of the storm. You know, and at Urban Christian Ministries, you know, we're in the we're in the midst of a hurricane, and there's that little small spot Amen. where we're located. That's where the calm is. And as soon as we step outside of that, we're in the craziness again. Amen. Amen. So yeah. keep us in prayer. Wow, Amen. that's so cool. Yeah. You know, today, folks, you've been listening on open mic uh, to our friends from Urban Christian Ministries. We've had Arlene Tatum. Arlene, thank you so much for being You're here. You're so welcome. We've had Will Copeland, man. Thanks for your leadership, Will, and that you have passion to pass it on to guys like Ryan Walden. Ryan, thank I'm not going to forget you. your story. And uh, Stefan Boston, what a powerful story you've Amen. shared tonight. And I just thank you for what you're doing. Brian, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for the difference you're making in our community at North End Church. And until we connect again, folks, which will be next weekend, God willing, uh, stay tuned. You can always check us out at 455 Geneva Street, North End Church. And if you want help, if you want direction in your spiritual journey, go to MikeSherbino.org and click on that button, talk to a mentor. We want to connect with you. We want to encourage you in this road called life. Amen. Amen. Amen.